welcome to the First and Ten Charges podcast, uh, here to sum up the season. Myself and Ash are uh, back after a little bit of a Christmas break, break for Christmas and New Year, obviously while we drowned our sorrows from the Chargers having a really poor season. And here we are to sum it up. Ash, how are you? How's your Christmas and New Year been, mate? You're yeah, happy. not too bad, thanks. Christmas Day was really nice. Um, and then uh, been pretty much ill the rest of it so you forgive me if you if you hear a few sniffles or a cough in the background but <laughs> I thought I'd get on on the pod and do something a bit more useful over Christmas than lying in bed yeah <laughs> definitely um yeah this is questionable maybe before we came on uh but you know let's get into it so what we're going to do for this evening uh what we're going to do is we're going to obviously review charge the season we're going to start with offense we're going to start with the night and offensive review uh then move on to the D and then move on to the coaches obviously we um, I think we mentioned it on our last podcast. We were kind of speculating whether we'd see Anthony Lynn coach the Chargers again, whether we'd see Tom Flesco uh, GM the Chargers again. But they're both back. Uh, Anthony Lynn in these post uh, Kansas City press conference was kind of, I don't know, quite bullish, I guess. He was kind of saying to the reporter, unless you do yeah. something I don't, that then, yeah, I'm going to be back. So, you know, no. kind of a silly question to ask. But I think, I don't think we were the two, the only two fans kind of questioning that. But we'll come on to that obviously a little bit later when we touch on the coaches. And then we'll round up, and then we'll obviously from next week we'll move on to our sort of off-season program, and kind of yeah, seeing how we make make things better a little bit, which we did on sort of mid-season, and sort of expanding on that. So, Ash, kind of to sum up, how if maybe like a word or a sentence, what was the kind of overriding feeling for this season that we've just had? I would say frustrating, <laughs> probably is the biggest word possible that you could use for this season. We obviously there's so much potential. Um, within this team, and it was they just didn't put it down at all, really, all season. Maybe, maybe apart from the Packers game, really. So mm. it's, it's one. Of, it was one of them really, really frustrating seasons <laughs> where we we lost a lot of games with with one score or less. Mm-hmm. And it was one of them ones where if if we would have done the fundamentals right, we would be talking about this week's game in the playoffs rather than being the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, my sort of word or sentence is really like what a bit of a waste, to be honest. I think you can hit on a couple of the reasons there. Obviously, losing so many games by one score, I think, off of my head, without counting the record, I think it's 9 1 in one score games. You know, and if we compare that to last year and how they kind of got over the hump a lot of the time in, the, in one score games last year, you know, big wins, Kansas City, big win against Pittsburgh, things like that. Just getting over the hump in London against the Titans, kind of the polar opposite of, of that this year, where you know we just seem to never be able to get over it. And obviously, you know, things like interceptions and last minute fumbles on the goal line don't help at all. But yeah, just a waste, you know, like yeah. you said, that, like you mentioned it, that this team is talented and there's a lot of good players over the football team, but just didn't come across in that at all. Um, so yeah, no, a bit of a waste. And, you got to kind of, I mean, from my point of view, I'm quite a positive person. I kind of obviously look forward to the draft, and you got to see that as an opportunity, an opportunity to sort of get a really good player on board and, and a group of good players on board again yeah. and have a much better draft than last year. I mean, as much as we're all kind of happy with the draft, I would say last year, I think as a fan base, I don't think many people complained too much. It obviously didn't come off as well because, you know, we didn't get any production from a lot of our picks, and especially our first couple. So. Uh, sorry, I just thought I heard like a, a massive noise going. Sorry, I'll edit that out later. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we didn't get any any production from our, our top pick at all, and obviously that has a massive bearing no. on the season. So, yes, um, yeah, disappointing and a waste and frustrating for sure. 
Yeah. Well, um, offensively. Did I send you the tweet um, just before week 17 where if they, if they showed you the, uh, the West and the East, the conference, if every one game, um, one game score was flipped around the other way? You did, and the record was like twelve and three, wasn't it? Instead of we would, we were, we would, yeah, we would have, we would have won. We would have won the AFC West, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's super Crazy. disappointing, obviously, Crazy. to sort of have that. Um, and like I said, it was kind of the opposite last year. We sort of found a way to, to win these games last year, but obviously not so much this year. I think maybe Chicago, maybe the yeah. game against the Colts was pretty much the only one that we that we kind of managed to scrape one out. Um, there's a couple of yep. decent wins, but. Maybe against bad teams, you know, I think in the Jags game. Um, and, you know, the, I think the Packers game was the best game, obviously, that we've played all year. Um, that was kind of the problems we were putting in last year, but, you know, not this year. So, offensively, I guess there's only one way to start, and I guess that's with the quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I'll, I don't think we've, we've all, all seen it, you know, post-match press conference, because it was visibly very emotional. Um, it feels like he's had his own, had his uh, sort of last game for the Chargers. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it did seem like that in the post-match uh, conference, really. So, with and I don't know if you saw the Telesco thing today. Obviously, they're they're, they're talking about evaluating every position. They're doing the it was the normal sort of press conference. Um, it did come across that they will look to bring him back, but there was no bullish behaviour that we we are one hundred percent committed to bringing Rivers back. It was we've got plenty of options. Uh, we'll look at every possible feasible option to bring people back through the door if we can we can pay our own mm. but it was it, there wasn't anything bullish about it um so it seemed it seemed from the rivers uh, uh post-match press conference that he was he was really upset that he, it, it kind of was like a um a final farewell that didn't quite end how he wanted it um so i think that with what with what we're hearing through just through media, I think that it's probably his. Uh, it was his uh, last game as a Charger. Yeah, it just I mean, if he thought he was coming back, obviously there's nothing set in stone. Comstock goes obviously being not he's not really said anything really. He sort of said we'd like to do it, but we've got to assess everyone. Um, but you know, just going off the emotion that was there, he's not too upset about moving to the new stadium or anything like that. It's not like when we left Qualcomm Stadium to go to LA. He's not emotional about that. Um, He's emotional because he's, he knows the, the writing's on the wall. I know he knows he's going to have to play somewhere else if he wants to continue. Um, and you know, I think we've both said it in the past that we think that's the right decision because you know his play wasn't good this year. We've taken emotion out of it. Obviously, we're both big Rivers fans, big Chargers fans. He's been the only quarterback that I've ever known for the Chargers. But you know, you have the sixth pick now, and you know, potentially have a chance to draft his successor or you know make the team a lot better. You've got to strike while the iron's hot. Um, We've got a good backup as well, so we've got a bit of an insurance policy. You know, he could be a starter. He's taken a team to playoffs before, and I just think, yeah, he's got to move on. And that's kind of the way I where I stand on that one. I, I know I've been quite vocal about that over the past few weeks as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously, it's. I mean, moving on to the running backs. I mean, I guess another right on the wall scenario for another player. I think you know Melvin Gordon. He's come out and he's said that. He wants to stay, but I don't see how that can happen. You know, I think the yep. bridges have been burned. I think we said that a long time. I think unless he blows his yeah. number for his contract severely, um, and he you know comes back in a real team-friendly deal as a kind of apology, <laughs> I don't see this. I don't see yeah. how you know we can sort of 
come together and sort of say that season that he put in or you know portion of the season um, is worthy of you know, paying him. You know, no one's going to move in that in those negotiations. I don't see how they're going to. I don't know why they're even kind of making the noises that this could be a sort of relationship that will carry on. To be honest with you, it's kind of bizarre to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just, I just don't see why they're even you know entertaining that idea. Really. Yeah, I totally agree. Really, I don't I don't really see the need to bring Gordon back on the money that he wants. I think, like you said, with with Eckler there, or Jackson there, and potentially you could draft some. The, the running back class is pretty good, so mm. there's always the potential that you can pick someone up third, fourth round that can maybe not be as good as Gordon, but can easily do a job like Gordon. So we're talking about paying someone ten million pounds or paying someone basically a million quid and the discrepancy in the product is probably not going to be that much of a gap. Mm -hmm. So it's it's simple business really. With one thing that probably Telesco does pride himself on is it's value for money at the end of the day. So they, they can't expect or Gordon's representatives can't expect him to be able to get the contract that he wants from the chargers when the Chargers are in the position that they are. It's, it's different if you're a running back away from winning a Super Bowl or having that one player that might push you over the edge. We're not in that position. So why why go and spend 20, 30 million on a running back that's going to be there for two or three years when really, we're, we've, we, if I'm honest, I think, still feel we're going to have next seat. If we jump from where we are now, sixth pick to Super Bowl contenders, I'd be very surprised still think there's I know there's a lot of talent in there but you're talking about something that we're still a little bit away depending on who if we draft someone and there's a load of aspects with our own free agents Mm. so if you're talking about one position Gordon's not going to be the difference between us getting there and making the jump into the do you know what I mean so Mm. I think that if we're so far away in other positions and there's so more priority in other I mean I'd prefer them to even probably I know it's probably maybe we would I'd rather them pay Rivers than Gordon on a cap friendly deal and keep Rivers in the building to help the QB rather than pay Gordon 10 million does that make sense yeah yeah, perfect bunch, yeah. completely because it's obviously a position of much higher value and a, a person of much higher value to the organisation I don't mean that that's like a slight against not involved it's just a, the, the fact that Rivers is held in such high esteem by everyone that's used the quarterback so yeah yeah no I completely agree and um, I think you know when you look at the the people behind both those players, you know, you've got Tyrod, who's obviously a good, good backup. You know, he's an average starter at best, maybe. Um, but then, you know, in the right scheme and the right fit, you might, you know, get nine wins out of him. Then, if you look at behind Melvin Gordon, you've got Austin Eckler, who has proven himself to be a great weapon, potentially like one of the best weapons yeah. in the NFL. And then, you know, you've got Justin Jackson, who's always looked like an able deputy, always someone who's able to step in, but he's just had a bit of a health problem, which obviously you get with Melvin as well, and you're paying him on much less, you know, much less in salary, so you sort of can't start. So, yeah, no, I'm happy, happy to do that. I to let him go. And, and, you know, if it came down to one or the other, not that, not that it is sort of like intrinsically linked, but yeah, no, I would, I would definitely take it over as Gordon, for sure. So, yeah, um, definitely. <clears throat> stepping away from players who kind of maybe didn't perform and maybe didn't. You know, we're not going to see again. Um, what positives would you say came out of the offense this this year, if there is any? Um, I think probably the biggest positive was Eckler and Williams. Personally, I think that they're them two um, producing that we know we what they what they can do. Eckler was more of a surprise. Obviously, I think the the holdout to Gordon 
put him on the right stepping stone to be able to show us what he's got early on because obviously there was no competition. Mm-hmm. So having him for the first four games and explode like he did, it's kind of the aspect of, wow, this, this kid's really good if you can give him the ball. So he, he sprungled himself really into one of the biggest playmakers on the team. And then I thought Williams was more towards the end of the season where Allen started off red hot. They double teamed him a lot. We had the Hunter injury and then Williams stepped up big on some big plays. So there were some nice aspects where we can see them as big producers for us. Because at the end of the day, we've been talking about it most of this season about clutch plays, clutch performances. Mm-hmm. And them two can produce them clutch plays. They can produce them big plays, the big yardages um, and the big touchdowns when you need them in games. So I think that they were probably the two positives from, from this season. Yeah, I'll go along with that. I think Mike became a big play receiver. He obviously didn't score nearly as many touchdowns as he did in his first, sorry, in Mike's first year, the previous year. Um, but obviously got over a thousand yards, and he, you know, that's a that's a big, big step for someone who maybe isn't going to catch the ball as much. He's not a volume receiver by any stretch of the imagination, but he's that big play. He showed an ability to go up and get the ball more frequently than we saw that we've seen, sorry, um, in his previous seasons. So yeah, no, it definitely took the leap, um, and I think it's one of the things where, you know, in, in future he probably will get more touchdowns, and he might not touch 11 again like he did uh, in 2018, but he, he will get more than he did this year for most of his career. I would say now, I just get, I just think it's a case of mouse feet, you know, we've got Hunter Henry who we didn't have previously when Mike scored 11 touchdowns, mm-hmm. and, and you know, Keenan Allen yep. speed, you got both running back speed, especially in the red zone, um, say. You know, we're, we're getting the money's worth out of Melvin Gordon in his last few um, games for yeah. Kansas City, you know, especially in the red zone, where, you know, maybe last year those balls would have been, you know, jump balls for Mike and a fade or something like that in the corner of the end zone when it's isolated one on one. Yeah, definitely Austin Eckler as well, proving himself um, to be a great weapon. I was a bit gutted for him actually that he didn't get a thousand yards uh, receiving. He came up, I think, seven yeah, I know, short. Yeah. I just wanted to feed yeah. him in the last few minutes just so he could get it. I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's a nice accolade for him um, so, yeah, yeah, no, I, think, I think we've got the weapons moving forward, I think, where we've got to pour a lot of resources into the draft and I mean, I've got the likes who get a great deal of free agent uh, offensive linemen, but that's where we've got to put that resource into. You know, I think we've been talking about Brandon Sure a lot before. He's going to be available by the time he yep. Hopefully, Ron Rivera doesn't turn his head back towards Washington. And I'd like to see us sort of make a, a run at him, um, and that would be yep. a big, big plus for the, the offensive line. Um, and then it's just depth, I think, you know, I think tight end too, something we've got to get, um, you know, and then you know, just boss the tackles and kind of think um, of life after Russell Okun, unfortunately, because his health yeah. um, and his football health hasn't been great. Um, he's never been healthy, really, throughout his whole career. Um, he's been, you know, in spots. Um, Trey Pickens looks okay. He looks like he's got potential, but obviously not ready to help us this year, which is unfortunate. Um, so yeah, we've got anything else you want to bring on the offense, you know, positive or negative or anything like that. What do you want to talk about? Uh, most of the stuff I can pretty much when we, we talk about the coaches later on mainly it was just more of the play of the offense and bits and pieces okay. like that but we talk about that with the coaches <laughs> I think I know where you're going to go with that but I'll leave that uh, see if I was correct on assuming what you meant but, um, <laughs> so do you want to move on to defense then in that case yeah cool yeah. Cool. so yeah take it away what was your, what was your kind of like positives and negatives kind of takeaways from the day um, the, the positives on defense I think we found a really really good starter in Drew Tranquil um, and 
negatives. I just think the attitude and the aggression really was the mm. biggest negatives of everything this year. It was it was a, sort of a, a limp dip performance, to be honest. Like <laughs> on on defence all season, it was one of them. Just felt like there was bad attitude. Uh, the aggression wasn't there in the tackling. The missed tackles is a story of the season on defence. I mean, it's yes, horrific. Um, and just the lack of aggression. I mean, I went through some of the stats. I mean, the re- really, the, the bottom line of this for defence is the stats don't lie. And mm. we, were bottom in, we were bottom in takeaways and bottom eight in missed tackles. Um, we were um, uh, bottom in forced fumbles and bottom in pass deflections. Yeah, we, um, never, we never got a hand on the football, did we? Literally, any never at all. Yeah, the, the biggest <clears> story of it that was probably turnovers from offence and defence as a story we were minus 17 in turnovers. Like mm. it was just ridiculous. Like defense really didn't turn the ball over and offense turned over for fun. So it was one of them. It was one of them really frustrating performances on defense this year where we didn't really, we've got some immense talent on that D and it, it just was very half hearted performances from quite a few of the players. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know if it turns into something where I want to call out the players, but we saw it with uh, that long Kansas City touchdown. Denzel Perryman kind of gave up on the, the play. And I think, you know, we had that sort of that missed game where he kind of had this argument with Anthony Lynn or something like that, where he kind of missed the game. I think with that, I think he's just gone off the boil, I think. And just, yeah, I just think he doesn't want to be here anymore. You know, I think he knows that Ryan's on the wall packed, that he's going to get caught and he's on a lot of money next year. I think he may, might realise that business is business and he might not be back. And yeah, I mean, even players like. Guys King, who usually is a really solid tackler, his tackling this season wasn't as great as it has been. I think we miss people like Derwin James and Adrian Phillips a lot of the time, but yeah, tackling was, was limp, like you say, um, especially through the middle. You know, Mebane was there to, to sort of plug up that as a big nose tackle, but he wasn't really doing that for a lot of time. Jerry Tilly, obviously, as I mentioned at the start, not really having the impact that we wanted. So, yeah, no, defence, um, like you say, really talented, but not really getting the results and not turning the ball over, which obviously is basically what the LFL is about on defence now. That's why you, you're seeing players drafted uh, and, and being valued in you know, uh, free agents and things like that and in trades who create turnovers. They might not be the best football players, might not be like holes in the game, but if they turn the ball over and get the, get the quarterback there, you know, the ball back, then they're going to be valued really high. That's, yeah. that's all I'm about. You know, you look at a team like Kansas City, and if they think they can get Patrick Mahomes one or two extra possessions per game, then they're going to win the game. And that's how they sort of play the football, and that's how sort of leagues go in my opinion. So, yeah, it's really important to do that. And, you know, doing again is, is someone that can do that. You can come up with a big play. Might not be a turnover, might be a big pass yeah. for loss or something like that. It means that, you know, this one team might be fun and just makes them a soft drive. But, yeah, we need more playmakers. We need more playmakers for sure um, amongst us next year. So, yeah, now looking forward to Let's see what we can do in the draft and free agency with that. Sorry, Lee, what was that last bit? Sorry, I just said um, I'm just looking forward to sort of getting more playmakers on board uh, for the next, oh, yeah, next 100%. season. I need more people that can turn the ball over. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, as, as many playmakers as we can, to be honest. I think that there's an option there to get a few in through uh, free equity because he said, talking about that he's got far more money to spend this, this year, uh, Telesco said. Um, so I think that he said, getting playmakers through the door and also just getting our best players on the field. I mean, mm. I mean we were, the personnel scheme sometimes didn't really fit the best personnel we had. So, And that was quite a lot of story all year that we were trying to put square pegs in round holes sometimes. So I think that getting the getting players on 
um, some of the some of the good good players on the field for us, um, and getting rid of some of the deadwood is probably a necessity of this off season on D. Yeah, for sure. I think there's. I think I think I put out a tweet. Um, I think it was on Sunday after the game that you know we were quite sort of put out my knee jerk reaction of players want to get rid of players want to sort of restructure. It's kind of what we sort of spoken about on the podcast when we did it mid season. But I think there's some serious surgery to be done. I think, it's like I said, some deadwood gotten rid of, and uh, yeah, some, some playmakers to be acquired. I think, and it's good to hear that he's kind of thinking about doing something a bit more. Um, it's the right word, I don't know. Um, obviously, we had a very quiet off season last year, especially in terms of like assignment free agents. And to hear Tom Tesco saying it's going to be yeah. more extravagant is, is a bit positive, you know. And it's something that I think yeah, from the past where we have kind of said that Tesco and Lynn kind of need to put up or shut up a little bit. You know, I don't think they could build either of those guys will survive uh, another bad season. So, yeah, it's time to push no. into the table, I think, and, and sort of make a move. Definitely, yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're well positioned for that if, if we can sort of move around the players that, you know, like I say, get rid of the players on a lot of uh, wages and, and uh, free up some cap space. And then also we've got the, the high draft picks that we have, so that's good, good moving forward. Yeah. What about positives of D? You know, um, obviously it wasn't all bad. The D performed fairly well, especially you know, in the past game. Um, didn't get the results, but, um, you know, it, it wasn't all bad. I think the D was the, the better part if, if we're sort of looking at the coaching staff. Me personally, when I was kind of thinking on Sunday after the season was over, I was thinking one person I hope we keep is Gus Bradley because I think the system's good and the system works and it has worked. Obviously, we we obviously saw last year from the you know, 13 wins over the season, including the playoff win over Baltimore. But you know, he knows what he's doing, he can come up with game plans and he can scheme for some people, and it would be a threat if we can get it right. So, what do you reckon the positives would be? Yeah, I'd say uh, both and Ingram all year. Yeah, perfect, yeah, really good for us. I thought they were, they were outstanding as as rushers. I mean, we didn't blitz a hell of a lot, and when we did, it was mainly f- four man blitz. So you're talking about getting as much as you can from Bosa and England. I thought they did really well of what they had to put up with. Mm. I think that, that someone put me up as well that um, I think Bosa and Ingram were both top top five in production, even when double teamed. Yes. So we're talking about yes. when they're when they're getting they're getting double teamed so much, and they're still producing. I mean, we're getting some, we get got some really good play from them the two this year, and then I, I think obviously the emergent, um, emergence of uh, Drew Tranquil as well for us. Mm. I think that was a real good positive that we didn't really get a lot out of this draft that, that's just gone. So Tillery didn't play great. I oh, know he didn't see the field much, but he wasn't great. Adley was injured all year, um, and then obviously we found hopefully a gem in in the fourth round this year, which is is quite nice. So mm. hopefully we'll, we'll see him on the field quite a lot next season in some more exciting defensive packages yeah definitely um, Tranquil's definitely someone who he was basically our draft you know you, you, you touched on the first two yeah. games obviously he was a project anyway coming out of Sioux Falls and he looks okay but he needs more time and then after that you know he got brought in the seventh round didn't really see the field Iguale didn't really see the field so you know you're not getting a lot you know stick obviously as well healthy scratcher most of the year at quarterback so not really great, a great deal from the hall, which obviously is something we touched on the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tranquil and Kaiser White are two people that I want to start in the lineup and call next year. Uh, I think that's a move, move forward for me. Uh, two young, athletic, can cover, can tackle. It kind of frustrates me that Kaiser White doesn't see the field as much. I don't understand why. I guess he spoils as a veteran, which is kind of an answer that Colin had in you know, Davis and Perryman. But hopefully, we'll, we'll see much more of him. I think he was a big, big positive. I think we found like a real gem, like say, in the fourth round. Um, and hopefully we can get a couple yeah. more. Uh, is that something up for D then? 
Uh, I think I agree with you. You know, both from England are the stars of the show. Uh, Miss Derwin quite a lot, and and not much more good to speak of. Really, Casey Hayward, I guess, we should get a shout yeah. out. He was very good again, as usual. Um, yeah. Well, that's pretty standard. I guess we're getting taken for granted a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did you want to move on to coaches then? Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to start with? Who do you want to? Who do you want to talk about first? Well, obviously, we've. It looks like. Um, <laughs> Uh, Lynn staying, and he was like you said, he was pretty bullish about mm. he's there. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, him and, and Tom have had a chat with the owner, and they're both there. They're both staying, um, and then they're gonna uh, review the coaching stuff. So I th- I'm pretty sure that we'll probably find out this week, maybe pushing into the following week, because uh, um, Telesco did mention that he he's a bit angry still at the moment, a bit emotional after this, um, after this season. So they don't want to make any rash decisions, but you can see that they're going to make a few changes to the coaching staff. So I think there, there might be uh, probably five, five or six changes I would have, would have imagined on this coaching staff. So obviously I, I'm not sure if uh, Stane, uh, Shane Station is going to be around anymore. I think that they were saying it was more of a past tense of he's done really well. He's, he's, he stepped up. It's really hard during the season, but he's well, hmm. um, and it was kind of uh, thanks very much for your time, but we're moving in a different direction sort of approach to him. Yes, so I think that they'll probably. I think I, I, I can. I, I'm not sure about Bradley to be fair because I think that the although he's got huge, he's he's done it, and like you said, that they did say that you've got to review the coaches not just on this season but previous ones. So he's obviously got a, a strong chance of staying in the team. Uh, on the on the coaching staff, but I think that if they're going to do that, they're going to have to make adjustments to certain personnel in his in his uh, on the coaching staff on D. So I think that that's going to come down to do they take Bradley, do they keep Bradley, and then get rid of some of the ones that didn't perform, sort of like your linebackers coach like Rich Smith, mm-hmm. or sort of like your defensive line of of Giff as well. So them two them two personally I think that they'd be gone the defensive line coach and the linebackers coach I think that they didn't perform well at all this year so I think that if they're not going to get rid of Bradley then you'll definitely get rid of those two guys so I think that then on offense sorry what was that no I was just gonna say I think Giff Smith built a lot of credit in in previous years and I think he'll I think he'll be around do you think he will yeah because I think I think him um yeah, I think he's built enough credit. I think he's done enough in previous years um, to warrant coming back. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a big change because I think they're going to have to justify staying by cutting other people out. You know, it's going to be one of those. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, on offense, I think probably Pat Meyer will be gone. Um, offensive line's just been hideous, and they're going to need a mm-hmm. scapegoat for that. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then, and then probably maybe um, the running backs coach is I think it's, is it Roberts? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I think the running backs coach will probably be gone as well. So, and obviously uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Shane as well. That's mm-hmm. they're probably just. They, I think that's the nail in the coffin that they're going to kind of use him as a scapegoat to say thanks very much, but everything really didn't work on offense this year. So we're going to mm-hmm. go in a completely new direction. So I think that. That's one of the, that. There's a few. There's a few points there with the coach and staff that I think some of them guys will be gone. To be honest, I think with with Station, I think it really depends on who comes in as because he's not going to get the offensive coordinator job full time. I don't. I don't think anyway. No. Um. I think whoever comes in, if he's whoever that person is, if they're willing to sort of give him back the quarterback's job, then he'll stay. Because I think he's got a lot of. I think you know. 
he did have some good games. He called some good games at times. I think he, I think he lost his identity in some games. Um, you know, the first couple of games yeah. that we saw, I remember us talking about like Temple being up, the game plan being much better than the Wizard one, and we were quite quite happy about it. Uh, and I think that happened a few times, but it didn't happen often enough. And I think that's why he's not going to get it full time. It depends on the the offensive coordinator. If they don't really mix with him, if they're going to move in a completely different direction, then yeah, he's probably going to go. But I, I don't know. I don't think it's nailing the coffin him so much. But I think it depends. But um, it's a big call because I really think the, the offensive coordinator, especially if we're moving ahead to the new, new quarterback, needs to be the right hire. Really does. It really needs to be someone a bit more creative. It needs to be someone yeah. a bit more modern, maybe. Um, someone with new yeah. ideas and, and willing to take on a young a younger guy. Um, I think we've mentioned it in previous podcasts. I'm, I want to say, I think you maybe brought him up. Um, obviously, Jason Garrett getting canned by the Cowboys. Kellen Moore has become available, and you know he's called some good games. Yeah. He's used that really well. Um, so, and obviously had his best season. So yeah, no, he he'd be someone to keep in mind. Is anyone sort of outside of him that you kind of aim at for defensive coordinator perhaps? Well, he was my he was my favourite. Oh, I, I did kind of just steal yours one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, uh, I put a little tweet out uh, earlier in the week of my uh, Black Monday coaches, and he would be the one. Um, at that point, it was for Lynn, but obviously now if, if Lynn's staying, there's still a possibility to get more in the door, especially if the the Cowboys bring in someone a big name, maybe like a Lincoln Riley or uh, Meyer mm. or someone mm-hmm. big that they might want to. Use their uh, get their own offensive guys, their own offensive schemes through the door, and it might more might be a bit of an odd man out. So bringing him on board would be would be epic for Lynn. I personally think I think that'd be a great match if um, if they could get him in as as an offensive coordinator. I just think I've I looked into uh, um, the 49ers and Baltimore this year because obviously they're, they're the two one seeds, and just yeah, sure. had a look through like. One one obviously is a dual threat guy, more one than the other one guy's more of a quarterback guy. Mm-hmm. But that they just use I'd like a guy someone to come in that does sort of similar stuff with their personnel, as in they do a lot of shift motion more than any other team, both of them teams, and they use multiple tight ends and multiple backs as well. So yeah. they mix everything up. What it does is it with that sort of multiple tight end, multiple back system, a lot of the teams play more base against them. Yeah, so it gives them yeah. much more mismatches all over the field, which is why you see all of their guys open all the time. Which we seem to play with three wide reset, uh, one back. Like it's very, very, very ten years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's very ten years ago, sort of. So the the guy who comes through the door, I'd like to see them try and use that sort of system. Maybe obviously we've got the you've got to use the weapons you've got at the end of the day. But there's not they don't have really deep tight ends like say um san francisco don't but they still use multiple tight ends in their system so sometimes you don't need superstars to get super um to get production out of good players in open space yeah you've sure. just got to outthink defenses and i think that sometimes we don't do that on offense so it'd be really really nice to see a forward thinking offensive coordinator come through the door someone mm. with a bit more tempo a bit more creativity um and and just someone a, a little bit more savvy that that can give us a little bit more oomph. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to be excited by the offense again. Um, I don't feel like I've felt that for quite a while under Ken Wisenhunt and, and not this season either. So yeah, no, definitely I want to see someone a bit more innovative because I mean I I don't know if you, I put this out on Twitter or anything like that, but you know when the Chargers just try and do something a little bit different, even if it's just like an end round or like a jet sweep or 
any kind of like unusual play. I don't, I mean, trick plays like what I'm kind of getting at, but some of them aren't even trick plays, they're just like something a little bit different. It never works, like they're so badly coached when it comes to like doing something a little bit out of the ordinary. Because, like I said, I think the offense yeah. become quite vanilla and quite like dated. So, yeah, no, it's definitely something that yeah. I'm looking forward to. You know, you see someone like Andy Reid with Chiefs, and, and he's like an old, old school guy, but. His offenses are so innovative. You know, Doug, Pe- Doug Peterson, yeah. Edison, sorry, um, is exactly the same. Um, and it's just something that you want to see. I think a, a, a name to aim at for me, um, to answer my own question that I asked you, would be Chad O'Shea. He's just got fired as the Dolphins expensive coordinator, which obviously he might be a bit like, well, why is that a bit more? But, you know, why would you want the Dolphins expensive coordinator? But he's obviously at the Patriots for a long time, and I think he's very well thought of. Uh, the Patriots. I've seen quite a lot of yeah. Patriots people online. Uh, obviously, Daniels is kind of going through interviews and things like that. Obviously, that might come up again. Yeah. And a lot of Patriots people are like get Chad O'Shea back to the Patriots and let him be the defensive coordinator. So I kind of earmarked him for me that you know he definitely knows what he's doing. Obviously, the Patriots have been very innovative on offense and things like that throughout this time. But without yeah. maybe sometimes the best personnel. So to that extent, you know, if he's been in that building, I think a lot of things. Come from that, and uh, yeah, I think he could be another good name to sort of keep your eye on. But no, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's something; it's a big hire, especially like I said with the new quarterback moving forward. Now, I guess yeah, the uh, oh sorry, Bob. sorry, sorry, mate. Uh, there was no, a, the O line coach who got sacked from the Bears. Um, he yes. would be a nice, a nice coach as well to get through the door because he was there. He's been there for two years, and he's kind of turned that into a nice. Uh, offensive line. I know they've had some problems this year, but they've had a lot of injuries. Carl Long went down, and 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 whatnot. So, I think that he'd be a nice player because obviously our offensive line coach. I personally, think that he's 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 gone. So I think that would be a nice a nice coach to get through the door, establish this offensive line a little bit better, get the best out of some players because I think that we don't really we give our offensive line. We don't really excel in getting offensive linemen in through the door and getting them to do what they do best. We kind of put them in situations where they're not, some of them aren't capable of being able to do it. And instead mm. of making and showing up them for what they're not good at, we should, we should do it the other way and, and establish what they are good at and, and try and use them, use, use that sort of them sort of stats and their sort of stuff for that. Yeah, sure. So I think that, I think that, like you said, we've got to address this offensive line, but I think if we could get him through the door as a coach, I think that you can maybe try and untap that potential from Pipkins. Same with Quisenberry. Mm. Maybe, like you said, address a free agent for a guard. Maybe get someone like Willis in through the draft. Then all of a sudden, you're talking about a new coach with two guys that have potential and two guys that are really, really good in Willis and, and Sheriff. So something like that with, with the coaches may, would, give, would give you like you said, a, a lot more excitement for this up-and-coming season because at the moment we haven't addressed this offensive line for years, probably since, like, what, properly since when, 2010? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that feels like when the, the chapter last had a good offensive line. But, I mean, the, the, the thing that you kind of mentioned or kind of alluded to there was the development of offensive linemen in the, in the building for the past, I don't know, years. You know, since then, it's been terrible. You know, that, that draft yeah. where we had Lamp and Phoenix, you know, Lampton really unfortunate with injuries and he, he was a great college player, probably one of the best guards, if not the best guard in that class, and it's just not come off for him. Feeney was also one of the best guards in that class, and again, I, I just can't abide by Feeney anymore. I'm just sick of giving him much pressure. I'm passing down. You know, that those developments, those two guys just hasn't happened. You know, Max Turk, just yeah. before that, 
you know, that was supposed to be like the interior yep. of the line moving forward. And you know, none of those guys might be yep. in the team in a couple of years. You know, Turk's not even in the league anymore. Yep. The development of these guys just hasn't happened. You know, and it it, it kind of scares me to pick him because you know, you're asking this staff to kind of develop. Well, hopefully not this staff, but you know, this team to develop Pipkins into you know starting quality back tackle for years to come. But whether it'll happen, I'm not sure. You know, Scott Cressenberry looked good. I'm quite happy to move forward with him as a starting centre and then build around him. You know, Okumi, if he can be restructured, hopefully, as I mentioned previously. And then, you know, getting a couple more guys, maybe make uh, Lamp and Phoenix compete for their spots rather than them kind of being the sort of lead people in the in the roles, you know, as before the season starts. So, yeah, no, definitely an area that we need to sort of book our ideas up in, for sure. And, yeah, that can't... Yeah. I've been trying. I was trying to Google the guy's name, uh, the best defensive um, line coach, but I couldn't find it. But yeah, no, him. There is name. I think it's in the name of H, but I cannot picture it. Yeah, like Hairfield or Hart. Something like Hart. that. Yeah, it, we, Hart, yeah. Hart, if we could right. get him in, he would be. Yeah, he'd be a really good hire for the team. So yeah, definitely looking really to forward to. Um, early on, we kind of mentioned offense. What what were you what were you going to say that you wanted to sort of leave out? Because I kind of I think I know where you're going to go with this. No, that's basically what I was the, oh, earlier okay. on about the about uh, like Shanahan and the 49ers and and Baltimore and Greg Roman. It was more about the with the coachings. We this season we have really it's really frustrated us obviously because of mm. yeah, lack of attitude and everything like that. So Lynn, he does frustrate me a bit because he he doesn't sometimes preach what he sows. So. Yes. You kind of you kind of do get a little bit frustrated by that, but like you said, if we can address the coach, if we can address this offensive coordinator position with a little bit more of excitement, a little bit more oomph, go out. Let's go. Need to put his chips on the table. Go out there, maybe spend a little bit more than he wants to, maybe in free agency. Not not be stupid with it. I'm not mm. saying go and go and be, but maybe maybe go and get that star player on that, that lifts that tries to win this LA fan base over. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. So yeah, I think that's important. I think that well. I think that that's that's the side of it and i just think that you on offense you just need to get that a little bit more that little bit more creativity because i think that we've been with mike mccoy and then wiz and hunt uh they're just kind of the same guys it's just been sort of the last few years have just been the same offense the same offense and i know you've got not a mobile quarterback and you haven't had a good offensive line but at the end of the day the other teams have been able to address these problems and roll with it like i mean baltimore they turned that playoff loss to us mm. on its head They've literally turned Jackson into this absolute superstar, and we made him look very, very average last year. So it seems that you and all they've basically done is they brought Roman in and they've said, right, we're going to go, we're going to use multiple. What they did in San Francisco when he had Kaepernick, they went multiple tight end sets. They didn't ask him to do anything that he couldn't do. They used him a lot in the run game, play action. So there's there's ways you can get players to do stuff that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't do it it's just you just got to think a bit more outside the box and if we can get someone in on offense that we can that can do that stuff either with rivers or without rivers i think that's that's that comes down to telesco and see how what we can get through th- uh, money through the door i think that and then on def- defense i think that bradley bradley has proven that he can do it and he and this defense is by no means not bad it's it's more to do with like you said the turnover and the attitude the turnovers and the attitude i think that this this has cost us 
uh, on de- defence this year. So I think that if they do make changes on the defensive side and he's not one of them, I think they still need to get somebody in that can maybe maybe lock up the linebacker coach or someone that's going to maybe breed, breed a bit more youth into it, maybe uh, a little bit more thinking outside the box because we, we were really bad at blitzing last year. Like, mm-hmm. I think we were like bottom five in blitzes and when we did blitz, it was mainly blitzes of four. So we, we didn't really use the linebacker to blitz. We'd never use the safety to blitz hardly at all. So there's just, I think that they were giving up pressure through the middle a lot. And I, I just think that, that they need to add a little bit, like you said, get get some youth, get some more excitement into that building, whether it be sort of through the off, um, the coaches on offense, coaches on defense, or through free agency. Yeah, no, I think, that, I think that's bang on, to be honest with you. I think the, the thing that I was trying to, what I thought you were going to go down, and it kind of is in my mind, that it's just establishing an identity again, and just yeah. making us, like say, a bit more exciting, and just establishing, because I mean, Anthony came in, he wants to run football, but you know, we had like multiple games this year where we had like less than 40 running yards. And he got, you know, when people yeah. were asking him about um, carries for Austin Eckley, he was like, I don't care about carries, I care about touches. You know, it doesn't matter how he gets them. So it's kind of like you say, it's kind of like not practicing what he preaches a little bit, which is one of his flaws. Yeah. It's definitely one of his flaws, uh, you know, preaching like things like that and accountability and then, you know, people come back after, you know, one game like Harrison did. So I mean, you know, apparently. You know, had a big argument with him or whatever. So yeah, no, definitely something you need to address in the off season. Um, so do you need to bring up anything else about coaches, or should we move on to kind of like? No, I think. Forward? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it regarding coaches. I think that we'll find out a lot this week. Uh, maybe, bef- maybe at the weekend, maybe into next week. That uh, basically, <laughs> which which of these coaches have been strung up and used as a bit of more of a, a scapegoat for it? Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think personally, I think Dyson's gone. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley goes, but we'll see. No, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, if he, if you know, Lynn sort of wants to or needs to clear house for you know the sake of his job, maybe, and if I can yeah. just find saying, then yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather Bradley stay. I'm not too bothered about Sachin staying. If I say if he, if he can do, then it's fine. But and who gets hired all this ability. So yeah, um, that's there we are. There's our sort of rundown of the coaching staff, and I guess wait and see. Maybe we'll have sort of more things to talk about on that front next week uh, when sort of more the hirings and firings have gone on. So just to round out, um, how about we kind of like look forward? Um, what's your kind of like one wish for the off season? If you could kind of like narrow it down to like one, I know there's quite probably quite a shopping list of things that you want to happen, but if you want one thing, what what would it be? Um, oh, that's a tough one. That's <laughs> wrong, um, on you. What would yours be to start? I, I want um, I want a new quarterback and I want the offensive coordinator higher to kind of marry up with that. In like a lot of joined up thinking, I want to bring in uh-huh. sort of a, play, a, a, sorry, a coach who will work well with that kind of player, if you know what I mean. I don't want to look at the quarterback that we bring in if we do and then look at the, the coach that we bring in and think this isn't going to work. Do you know what I mean? Because then you like ruin yeah. your, your rookie quarterback straight away. You know, if you know if he does play straight away, that might pay the win. But because obviously we're going to look for a mobile quarterback. That is one thing that Lynn's always wanted. That's why we brought in Taylor. It's kind of he's been buying his time a little bit. Obviously, because Rivers is never going to be that, but Rivers is a good quarterback. We're going to bring in a mobile quarterback at some point. That's why we've got Skip as well to be for the long term backup to whoever it is. 
And I want to see someone who I think, yeah, he's worked as a mobile quarterback before. He can sort of make this guy better. And it excites me, really. That's it. It's, again, it kind of sums up a lot of what we spoke about this evening. Um, but that's what I want to see. I want, I want to see a new era because I think it's, it's time. You know, we're moving into a new stadium. Rivers is he's not played well this year, as, as bad as that is to say. Um, and, you know, I think it's time to sort of wave goodbye and say thanks to the members. Um, and, yeah, that's what I want, really. I want the new era to start smoothly, and that's the first thing that's going to make me think, yeah, this is because the quarterback's the most important position on the football field, it always is. So I want to see that the, the next guy who we're all going to be rooting for for the next, hopefully, you know, 10, 15 years, is going to get a good start. That's what I want. I'd probably want... I'd want us to pay Bosa. Well, I think yeah. that we lock <laughs> yeah. that on this off. I think that's... For me, that would be... It would be a nice bit of news early on. I think we need to try and address that earlier mm. if we could. That would be really nice to have that sort of sewn up by sort of end of Feb, um, that new deal put in place. And give, him, and give him what he deserves. I think that he needs to be paid what he deserves. Yes. Um, and then... Kind of like you, I think that I'd re- I really want to be excited by this new offensive coordinator hiring because I mean we're not saying that it's it's a done deal now, but the way we're talking is uh, Station's going to be gone. So this new offensive coordinator hire, I want it to excite me. I want it to breed ideas into into our play. I want mm. I want us to be able to say, oh yeah, this guy's going to come in. We're going to hopefully be able to do this, do that, do that with them. Um, so that uh, another, and I'm re- obviously we're going to be really looking forward to the draft. When obviously being at pick six now, mm. with uh, with the Jags win, um, we're now up a place to six. There, there's a real high possibility, like you said, to get quarterback through the door. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to because Tua gets uh, he's gonna say if he's gonna stay mm-hmm. or or be in the draft um, on the sixth on mm-hmm. Monday. So. People will know a bit more, so I think that there'll be a lot of teams mocking to her to us if he does declare. So I think that that if he doesn't, there could be a strong possibility that we'd be rolling with Tyrod next year. But I think that the problem with that, I think that I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I think that the coaches, if they're gonna if they're gonna roll with Tyrod, they're gonna have to make statements in other ways because their jobs mm. are pretty much on the line this year. Yeah, so sure. like you said another bad season, they're out the door. So they're gonna have to put all their chips in this year which is quite an exciting thing to say so hopefully we can they're gonna they're gonna follow through with what they said and mm-hmm. they're gonna go in big in three a free agency and they're gonna there's gonna be some uh nice changes to uh sort of the culture around there at the moment because i think there's there's a few there's quite a bit of deadwood and there's quite a few decisions to be made yeah no for sure i think i agree with all of that um, Bosa being being signed up early doors of the night. I think a lot of the fans are kind of pessimistic about. It. Obviously, we we sort of went through a protracted uh, negotiation with the rookie deal, and we don't want to see any of that again. I think that's why we need to sort of it's it's, it's all a PR game as well this season. You know, at the end of the season, I think for me, obviously moving to a new stadium, obviously we've all heard the jokes and seen the pictures and things like that of, of the, the, the previous stadium that wasn't full and things like that. And you need to kind of address that, and I think a good bit of PR set the fans' sort of hearts at ease and minds at ease that Bosa is in the building for you know the next five or six years for sure and being paid you know like a top edge rusher that he is. Um, and yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, I don't really mind if it's quarterback at six or not, especially if two of them come out, then you know, people like Justin Herbert get pushed up the draft order and might be off the board before we even get on the board number six. 
Uh, I don't mind doing second yeah. round as long as it's somewhere I can get behind. And like you say, it's something I can kind of think, well, yeah, you know, we're going to be joined up thinking and, and you know, positive things coming out. Because it's that excitement factor. I mean, you probably felt the same before this season just gone. Obviously, we just had a great season in the playoff game. I was really excited for this season. I want to feel that again. So, yeah. And, and I think yeah. that's going to go a long way to sort of doing that for everyone, really. Um, getting people, you know, bums on seats kind of thing at the new stadium, which is really, really important as well. Anything else you want to bring up Definitely. before we get out of there? I think we've covered everything to, at the moment. I think, I think we've, yeah. uh, we've done a good job there. We've done a good diagnosis <laughs> there for the season. Obviously, uh, like I said before, moving forward, we're kind of looking what we're going to do throughout the off-season. Uh, we're going to the draft and uh, things like that and free agency next. And I'd say making things better again. <laughs> but for now, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll sign off for today and yeah, we'll see you next week. So yeah, thanks for again. Bye.